A wise man, a Stoic philosopher, a sage. We've come a long way from the building blocks of Stoic philosophy during Roman times, and the once called lovers of wisdom has diminished from being a way of life to just an understanding of book knowledge and concepts. Join me on this journey as we build an already existing version of ourselves to create our own mentors who have the virtues we admire to keep us accountable and stay true to a future version of ourselves. This is the Stoic Sage. Nature bore us related to one another. She instilled in us a mutual love and made us compatible. Let us hold everything in common. We stem from a common source. Our fellowship is very similar to an arch of stones which would fall apart if they did not reciprocally support each other. Seneca. In the last episode, I discussed some of the realities of finding love as a man. Some of the things we discussed in the last episode were the three fields and the three disciplines of Stoicism, how these guide us to understanding the world and its people, and in turn, we accept its realities to navigate and make logical decisions. Today, I welcome Angelica. Some of you may know her as Jolie from the Third Eye Glam podcast. She also happens to be my fiance. So, Jolie, thank you for joining today's podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy to be here today. Yeah, this is going to be a really exciting podcast as this one is going to be mainly on the stoic views of a woman. Well, you know that I am well versed in the language of love. If you would like to check out an episode featuring both of us, you can check out the first episode of the Third Eye Glam podcast where we discuss love and relationships. All right. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> so to start off, uh, what is love from your perspective as a woman? I would say love is the conscious decision to put someone else's needs in front of yours or at least you know, acknowledge their needs on a daily basis. Love is oftentimes really romanticized and exaggerated in, you know, the common films we watch or in the stories that we pass down. But at its core, love is sharing a lifetime together and hopefully a mutual, passionate, you know, celebration of life. Wow, that's really beautiful. And how is finding love different for a woman than it is a man? So again, I think the distinction between love and attachment and, you know, lust and obsession is, is very important to make because, uh, or even just to be a little more gender inclusive, you know, um, love from the perspective of the feminine is a bit different in the sense that we seek someone that can protect and provide um, as well as have some degree of emotional intelligence to really know how to navigate the difficulties of life whether that be having children or making a home or growing old together a woman really is expected to do a lot of the emotional labor traditionally but from a woman's perspective, finding love is is like whacking a bunch of weeds looking for the dandelion. 
(laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it seems that men look for very shallow things. And, you know, I feel like we we all definitely look for different things, um, whether it be monetary or, you know, visible qualities or traits. But at, at the end of the day, from a woman's perspective, finding love is about finding someone that makes you feel safe, both physically, mentally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, in the previous podcast, I uh, discussed how that that is a reality that uh, that men should accept, which is to provide, right? That's uh, the strong suit. And, you know, a lot of traditionally, a lot of men are seen as the leaders in, in the family. And obviously, times have changed, but that is that still holds true in a lot of cases. Well, I mean, let's see it this way. As you said, times have changed, but even if a woman is the breadwinner, she would expect a partner or hopefully want to find a partner that would be supportive in the ways that support her mm-hmm. rather than, you know, hold a grudge for her being successful or still expect all the childbearing and ho- housework on top of her being the breadwinner. So I think a good mix of uh, mutual values and expectations is key. But let's get real. Most people, when it comes to dating, they, they're they very much guided by the idea of love that they see all around us in culture, mm-hmm. pop culture, movies, music, which in my opinion, is it's a bit toxic. It's a bit more of like trauma bonding or, you know, love should not be pl- painful compared to what, you know, contrary to what we're told oftentimes. Um, and love should be mutual. Mm-hmm. I feel like this concept of the chase is um, not really realistic for long-term love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I completely agree. Um, do you have an opinion on today's love culture? And how do you think women should navigate that? Without slut shaming I do think that we don't have a love culture we have a sex culture and I like that I like the way you put that in a way it's like commodifying women's company or making them more comfortable with that idea without you know under the disguise of empowerment or um you know feminism because think about it this way okay guys sex workers they screen people that they see. They oftentimes have security. But a woman on a dating app that's hooking up on the same night, literally, who protects her? Who vouches for this guy? Like, the app? Is it her friends that are on standby? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very risky. I feel like today's love or sex culture is, is more so about degrading the expectations on both sides and replacing them with easy access, which randomly or if if honestly rarely leads to anything long term Mm -hmm. so i think today's culture as far as dating goes is really not in the best interest of anyone looking for something serious for one but also not in the favor of women i know a lot of women that have suffered a lot of abuse both emotional and manipulation dealing with partners that were not sincere yeah and i feel like in order to navigate this, women just need to have stronger boundaries and really assess what it is that they're looking for. If, if you want to hook up with people, I mean, that's totally fine. Obviously, nothing wrong with that. 
but you need to be honest about what your expectations are and you need to see if the man's actions really line up with what they're promising. Yeah, because there shouldn't be, when you walk into a relationship, you know, walking into it in a very specific way, which is maybe you're just going in for a hookup or um, not really having any expectations. But then as you enter that relationship, you start setting those expectations. And that can definitely happen, you know, on both ends. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of men do lie about their intentions to have access to someone's body, which is not nice. <laughs> and also a lot of women try to trap men that made it clear that they're not looking for anything long-term or serious, which is also not nice. So I think in order to really navigate that, women need to understand that our nature is to nurture. Our nature is to, you know, be more empathetic and, and emotional. And that really betrays us when it comes to casual sex, because yeah. it's... It's a truth that no one really wants to admit, but feelings feelings might bond you in the incorrect ways to the incorrect people. And you don't want to bring that baggage with you into, you know, a successful relationship when you eventually find one. So in order to avoid those things, having realistic expectations, knowing what it is that you want out of your dating experience, and not settling for anyone that offers you less or promises you the world but really shows you not much um mm -hmm. i think those are the keys to navigating today's dating culture yeah yeah definitely that strength of character you need to see it uh, first and foremost you know and so in your opinion what are some of the realities of finding a partner from a woman's perspective so as someone that's been in a relationship for more than a decade i think that something I always share with all my girlfriends and I think might be helpful to your lady listeners is that your expectations might be a little bit skewed or might not be helping you in your journey. Because if you have this list of, you know, down to the height, down to the eye color, down to, you know, what sports he likes or doesn't like or whatever, you might be limiting yourself and, and really missing out on someone that shares the really important qualities, which would be the same values, you know, um, similar life goals, perhaps. I think one of the realities of finding a partner from a woman's perspective is that not a lot of men are ready to provide what you're looking for. And you're not going to find your man sitting on the couch you're probably not even going to find your dream partner on Tinder or on a dating app because um, I truly believe that the best way to meet a partner would be either through mutual friends or, you know, it comes down to a numbers game. You're going to have to face that disappointment and really stay firm with what it is you're looking for as you meet all kinds of men. And maybe those men will help shape what you're ultimately looking for in the end, but I think from a woman's perspective, some of the expectations that they have are unrealistic or just not really what makes a good partner. Like, who cares if the dude's six, six foot four if, if he doesn't <laughs> know how to communicate or compromise, you know? And the thing is, it makes sense to a degree, you know, you, you, when you're looking for a mate, you're kind of also like thinking of your children, right? I think biologically, you would want someone that also would provide you with 
strong, tall children or something, right? Or I'm going to be real with you. I don't think most people get that far. Mm-hmm. I feel like most people just are looking for a partner out of loneliness, out of feeling like there's this incomplete part of themselves. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that we all learned what we want and what we think is a healthy relationship from what we saw at home. And there really isn't such a thing as a normal family, but I think few of us got to see a perfect image of what that looks like with divorce rates being as high as they are and the reality of the world being what it is. So when it comes to getting out in the real world, what is it that you think is guiding these people? Is it their lust? Is it their fear Mm -hmm. of missing out? Is it fear of being lonely because they haven't done the self-work to like love themselves? And I'm going to tell you guys the harsh truth. I mean, the people that have done that work, the people that know what they have to offer, the people that put themselves out there, they probably already have their mate. Yeah. And the older that you get, the dating pool gets smaller unless you want to date younger, which, Mm -hmm. you know, teach their own. But finding a partner as a woman um, is emotionally draining. I think a lot of women today feel like they are responsible for healing men um, Mm -hmm. or other women, you know, whoever you date. And I'm just here to remind you, you you are not a therapist. You are not a (laughs) rehabilitation center. Um, And you need to have the self-love to walk away from things that are not like what you deserve. Like you need to know that you deserve love that's mutual and healthy, not, you know, the insecure, you know, tragic, volatile love we see on social media or in movies. And if what you're getting is less than that, then you can't block your future blessings by allowing someone that is toxic to stay in that place. Yeah. Yeah. What's really funny is, um, my memories of uh, all of the old old movies that I would watch or even current ones today too where they would they it would always have some tragic something always tragic happening with uh, the love of a roller coaster mm-hmm. right and I can imagine you know I still feel ingrained with that kind of information growing up and now that I'm older I mean obviously I'm not really in the dating pool at all but I can still see it around amongst my friends and amongst your friends, you know, we're kind of, it's just out there. And how, how impressionable has that been? Right. Yeah. I definitely think that we're conditioned to think that this volatile, passionate, you know, painful love is, is really what's worth like chasing after. But I think that that comes from a lot of us not really having the most secure attachment styles or not really seeing, like I said, that like healthy love being portrayed because not that healthy love is boring, mm-hmm. but healthy love is stable. Healthy love is consistent. Healthy love does not hurt. You know, the pain of growing together is different. Is different. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you should be looking for a partner that is willing to grow with you. And one thing that I think when it comes to dating is um, maybe by having these high expectations of looking for perfection, whether it be... For as a man chasing perfection and beauty, perfection and, you know, um, I don't know, maybe circumstance or for women chasing this six foot four athlete with blue eyes who doesn't cheat. Um, <laughs> a lot of times finding a partner that is just willing to grow with you, someone that has a good heart, someone that is able to listen to you 
over the years, you're going to be able to grow together with someone and really be better partners for each other than just chasing someone that's like, quote unquote, perfect right off the bat. I don't think that exists. And I think that you're robbing yourself of those years that you could be really melting together to form one. Um, and, you know, people do get stuck in their ways a bit. I think that time is really precious. Yeah. And uh, as a stoic, um, we really try to learn that moderation and even love is really, really important. This rom romanticized idea of love can be dangerous sometimes because uh, that moderation just kind of becomes unbalanced. You know, you're willing to give up your own free will or like your own freedoms to do so much, but you're going to run out of steam at that point because you're now running off of desire and desires change constantly. So you need to be balanced within, um, within that, within that mindset. But, um, yeah, that's a great explanation for, for this final question I have for you is how would you describe our journey together? We've been together for, uh, well, we've known each other for 10 years, um, and engaged for two and now, you know, in total, um, committed together for nine years. Oh my gosh. I think our journey has been beautiful. I was just expressing before we started recording that it really doesn't feel like it's been that long. And at the same time, I feel like it also feels like an infinity in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, our journey together started out by what I can only describe as fate. I mean, I came from a totally different country. The odds of me settling where I grew up, I mean, to meet you there in high school, they <laughs> they seem to be like, like I definitely won the lottery, you know? I think what I really loved about you, what made me feel so head over heels was just the kindness. You were such a kind, loving person, and you made me feel a type of peace that I always longed for, you know? You feel like home. And over the years, I've gotten to watch you grow. And, you know, we've both grown a lot together. We've definitely healed parts of ourselves that needed healing. And we're always trying to become better partners for each other and to show each other love and the other person's love language. And <laughs> sometimes, it, you know, when you have such a stable relationship, any small thing that comes up might feel, oh, no, like something's wrong. What's wrong? <laughs> But then, you know, you realize a relationship doesn't have to, like, there is no perfect relationship, first of all. But having small, like, like disagreements or, like, adjustments over the years. I like that word, adjustments. Yeah, it's an adjustment. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing really wrong. It's just, you know, sometimes the other person likes to receive love in a different way or communicate certain things, you know, mm -hmm. little things. But also the big things. I feel like you... You have been a partner that has made me feel so loved and supported, and um, I can't wait to spend an entire lifetime with you. Oh, I can't wait either. I think one, one thing that I really liked um, uh, in my thought process was I'm not the same person that I was when we first met. And uh, something that I have mentioned in the podcast a couple times is we have died multiple times, right? We always like to say that um, death is just a friend that we that we encounter all the time and and that's a big reason why I feel like it has it feels like it hasn't been that long being with you because I'm no longer that same person that I first was when we first met 
and neither were you. You know, we are now, we're both growing in such immense ways. And, and I love the way that, that you are growing. And I can tell you love the way that I'm growing as well. And um, I'm honestly so excited for the entire journey. Oh, it really is true. I think we, it, it's almost like we didn't really miss out on dating because we've dated different like stages of each other you know and it's completely true we're different people than who we started out as but I think we're uh hotter better people so <laughs> I mean you're definitely a catch if I saw you at Whole Foods you best believe it has to be at Whole Foods oh well that's where I would go <laughs> yeah <laughs> I would not find my husband at the club girls if you're listening go to Whole Foods dress nice <laughs> but yeah I think Growing together is key, you know. Um, we're not going to be the same people in 10 years, 20 years. Mm-hmm. But We keep each other balanced throughout our journey. That constant mm-hmm. rebirth and that constant uh, striving for a partner that's going to support the other, not bend and, you know, be overshadowed by the other partner, but compromise. Compromise in even the smallest ways. Well, that's beautiful. Well, Jolie... Thank you so much for joining today's podcast. We really appreciate your wise words. Thank you so much for letting me come crash your podcast, babe. <laughs> well, until next time then. Until next time, guys, check out the Third Eye Glam podcast if you'd like to hear more about love and relationships. Thank you for stopping by. The Stoic Sage is on Instagram at the.stoic.sage. I post a podcast every Tuesday and Thursday. Just remember, one day at a time and one step at a time. Be confident in yourself to create the best version of yourself. Until next time, this is The Stoic Sage.